um, tonight, I want to talk to you about fruit. Does anyone know, anyone uh, good with uh, their, like, got a green thumb or anything like that? Okay, kick off. Okay, to kick off, I thought this would be a bit, uh, bit uh, I don't know. Anyway, kick off, why did the tomato go out with a prune? Because he couldn't find a date. Oh, okay, there's a few more of them, okay. What do you call two banana peels? A pair of, oh, banana splits, that was pretty good. No, a pair of slippers, there you go. That's uh, not funny. Okay. Um, well, I don't know about you. Thanks, Gus, for uh, not stealing my apple. I can't be assured that you didn't step on it, though, but that's all right. What's your favorite piece of fruit? Eggs. Apple? Eggs? Did you say eggs? <laughs> Claire, we need some more work there. Um, and by the way, Steve, I don't think you got your due credit. That was extremely tough, the way you handed those cards. And I think you deserve, deserve more credit. Okay. Anyone else? What's your, what's your favorite piece of fruit? Mango. Yes. Cherries. Yes. Watermelon. Now, we're not going to get into the tomato debate here. But anyway, moving along. Yeah. Paul? A pear. Kiwi fruit. Orange. Gee, that's good. Raspberries, woo. Mine's a nice, crisp red apple. We also saw an apple as well, wasn't it? Here you go. Take a bite out of that one. Oh, you couldn't hear that. There you go. Good on you, buddy. You can keep that. I won't be needing it. There is nothing better. Oh. Who changed their fruit from an apple when they were younger to when they got false teeth to something else? Don't don't begin. Anyway, there is nothing better than a hello. Banana. Banana, good girl. There is nothing better than a crisp. Well, in my opinion, a crisp, fresh, cold, juicy apple. When you bite into that and that crunch, it's just magnificent. Who's who's with me on that one? A nice, it's hard to find a, uh, her brother likes apples too, think, and banana. Well, that's very good. Don't we love having the kids here in church? Can I just say I love it? No, seriously, love having you guys here. But I'm going to be like um, Gus and I'm going to growl at you. Apple! Apple, okay. Very good. We do love having them there. Who here? In saying that I love a nice, juicy, crisp, fresh apple, there is nothing worse than when you take a bite from an apple and you start chewing and you discover that it suddenly doesn't taste so good in your mouth. And you have bitten a little bit and chewed a little bit and you look and inside, it's one of those ones that's kind of been in cold storage for too long and it's brown and it's mushy and just horrible. But it's too late because it's already in your mouth. What do you now do? Yeah, exactly. It's gross. What's worse than finding a worm in your apple? Half a worm. That's right. That wasn't on my list, but it should have been. Anyway, I want to look tonight. Um, 
And I want to talk about the fruit of your lives. Because whether you like it or not, you are producing fruit. Good fruit or bad fruit, but you are producing fruit. And it all depends on what you're sowing into your life. And Jesus, when he's talking to his disciples, says that um, you can tell the real deal people in life by the fruit they, they produce. You can tell it by the way they behave, their actions, their attitudes, what comes out of their mouth, how they respond. And so he says, look at the fruit that is being produced. Matthew 7, 16, he says, you can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? No, a good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. You can't plant a pear tree and expect to get apples. You can't plant um, a raspberry bush and expect to get bananas. Whatever you are planting and sowing in your life is what you will reap. It is the fruit that you produce will come from um, what you are planting and nourishing in your life. Our actions, our behaviours, our attitudes are all fruit hanging from the tree of our life. I've been wanting to talk to you about this for ages. And it actually came to me out of um, Major Beth's statement. I've shared it with you before. Um, but we were in a um, leadership meeting, weren't we? and it was Phil was in the group, and she shared, we sh we're all sharing um, what's something that was of great, um, what's something that's been said to you and was really important. And Major Beth's was, um, her mother said it to her, and it was, bloom where you are planted. Now, in ministry, you move around a lot, a lot in the Salvation Army. And so Beth's mother was, Major Beth's mother was also an officer. And the temptation can be in ministry and in life that if you move around a lot, you just kind of take it as a, a little phase and you just skip along. But bloom where you are planted. It's a great, great word. I would say, if you remember nothing else from tonight, remember that phrase, bloom where you are planted. And it has a kind of a reverse side of the coin for me because you bloom where you are planted. That's the message I want you to take away tonight. You will bloom where you are planted. And I want, it's every minister's dream, every God-filled person's dream to see good fruit come from ourselves, good fruit come from your lives, good fruit come from the church, good fruit, good fruit. You will bloom where you are planted, connected, nourished, fed, and it will depend on where you decide to plant yourselves. So, Good fruit. Here's a bit of a heads up. What is good fruit? Galatians 5 describes it as this. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Full stop. That was good. Did I forget any? 
Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That is good fruit. Are we growing good fruit? Are you growing good fruit? As you look at your life, and this isn't a guilt trip thing tonight for me at all. It's a challenge for all of us. Am I growing good fruit? Is your life, as I ask myself and I ask you tonight, is your life growing love? As people look at you, do they go, what a loving person. Joy, peace, patience. I've got to tell you, I failed on that one today. I was, <laughs> I was at home, my kids were sick or supposedly sick. Um, by about 12 o'clock, I thought you could have gone to school. Anyway, I had them at home. I'm trying to finish the sermon. I had some emails. I had all this work to be done, phone calls to make, yada, yada, yada. And Becca's in there screaming. She's hanging off the lounge upside down. Help, help, help. Well, I start yelling back, Becca, stop it. I was not patient at all. I actually had to go and apologize and say, I'm sorry, Daddy was cranky. Like, it wasn't your fault. My fault. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If someone were to pick a fruit off you, would it be any of those? That is good fruit. So I want to talk tonight about how you produce good fruit. Matthew 13. If you do have your Bibles, you can look it up. Matthew 13. Jesus is, Jesus, I've got to tell you, if I know we've got new people to church and stuff here, new people to God. Jesus is one of the best storytellers of all time. He tells this story. A farmer went out to sow his seed. And he was scattering the seed and some fell along a path. And the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. And it sprang up quickly. But because the soil was shallow, um, it sprang up quickly um, because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop 160 or 30 times what was sown. And he says to the people, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The one who, who received the seed that fell on the rocky places is the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. The one who received the thorns that fell among, uh, received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, 
but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. But the man who received the seed that fell on good soil is the one who hears the word, understands it, and produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. I want to ask you tonight, as a response back, what is the difference in all of those illustrations? What's the, what's the same? What's the one that it, the commonality of all those kind of four things? The seed? Yes. Something else? Faith? Yes. The soil. So, I don't want to be too um, out there. You can say banana. Um, but it might be time for another joke. Um, the seed and the soil. Everyone, the, I can almost imagine Jesus, because he's in the countryside, I can almost imagine Jesus telling this as someone behind him is scattering seed and sowing it. The picture is of a farmer in those days, they'd get a bag of seed and they'd throw it out. Some would land on good places and grow and some wouldn't, on rocky paths or shallow ground. The difference between producing fruit and not producing fruit is the soil. And I want to tell you tonight, the soil is our responsibility. The soil of our lives is our responsibility every week week after week you and i get seed thrown on our lives god's word that that has the potential to bloom and flourish in our lives and grow and produce good fruit you get an astounding worship team astounding worship team you get a great community of faith if you doubt for a second what a great community of faith is i challenge you to go to another church you will never find a church like this oh we have our ups and downs i've only been here four months and i can tell you it's messy it's a messy place that's cool people are coming to find hope and i've got to tell you people's lives are transformed here by you and i and by god we, we rub shoulders together and we make each other better. We have our ups and downs, but we make each other better. Every week we have great worship. We have great wisdom amongst each other, great support amongst each other. Every week you can listen to the podcast. Thanks, Stewie. You can go to iTunes. You can go to our website. Outside of this place, you can get podcasts to till the cows come home. I don't. I think if I... If we stop downloading podcasts from Hillsong and uh, whatever other church, the podcasts out there, I couldn't listen to them if I listened to, to them for the rest of my life continually. I don't think I could get to the end. There is so much seed out there. There is so much seed out there. And week after week, we have seed thrown in our lives. But whether it takes hold in my life and your life and produces good fruit is my responsibility. It is my responsibility to care for the soil. What do I need to do to care for soil? 
Who's tried to grow anything in the past? Yep. Fertilizer. Fertilizer. It's great. Okay. <laughs> Organic fertilizer. Thanks, Todd. What's that? Pull out some weeds. Water. Sun. What else? Some flour through it. Flour. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm with you. You can tell I don't plant much. Thanks, Peter. <laughs> oh, by the way, Gus, I didn't have any clue your name was Damien. I didn't know. And I guess I've got to say right from the word go, it's good to see the fruit of your life. Because, um, what, four months ago when I heckled you for being a Queenslander, you know, you made it. You made it. Despite everything I put in your path, you made it. Good job. And it is um, a blessing. We used to sing in Sunday school. And if you grew up in a church, you'll recognize it. And it, I think we, we make the soil of our lives such a hard thing to, to think about sometimes. But we make it too hard. We used to sing this song in Sunday school. I feel almost bad to, to uh, punish you with my singing. Um, read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll... Catherine won't do it. Read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. Do you know that one, Phil? We weren't punished with that one. Who was punished with that as a kid growing up in church? Yeah. Hands up high, loud, and proud. Yeah. What was the next verse, next line, not the next verse? Oh, yeah. Neglect your Bible, forget to pray, and you'll shrink, shrink, shrink. You know, I've got to say, every time I've hit a tough time in my life, some of the things that, like, if I go, like Colin, um, I often go to Colin Studley, Uncle Cole. Um, and uh, I used to say, yeah, I was really struggling with that. You know how easy sometimes... So are you reading your Bible and praying? Oh. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. It's not rocket science. Now, that's not a guarantee that you'll grow. But my goodness, they are the good ingredients that you need. It's the fertilizer in your life that you need to grow. I, neglect your Bible, forget to pray, and you'll shrink, shrink, shrink. You cannot, you cannot neglect and not resource the fruit of your life and expect to grow. Okay, time for a couple of jokes if you can call these jokes. Okay. Well, here you go. What's a vampire's favorite fruit? Oh, blood orange. That would have been good, but it's not. A nectarine. How do you fix a broken tomato? No, you can't. I can't trust you. Um, tomato paste. How do you fix a broken tomato? Tomato paste. Okay. That's not that good. Okay, here we go. Last one for now. What fruit teases you a lot? 
up. Ba na 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 na. It's one of my favourite. Actually, one more, one more before we move along. This one's not a fruit one. That was actually perfectly timed. I didn't like it, but it was goodly, good timed. Um, now, this one isn't a, fru a fruit one, but I liked it anyway. What do you call a fish with no eyes? A, f a f fish. Sorry, I saw it in there. I had to put it in. Okay. I want to, I seriously, I really do want you to bloom where you are planted. And I'm wrapping up my thoughts, but I want you to bloom where you are planted. You know, a couple of years ago in southeast Queensland, we um, really struggled with drought, probably across the whole, you know, eastern seaboard, to be quite honest. And um, I remember distinctly that um, that Roma got this rain and the farmers weren't happy at all. They'd had these tiny plants growing and they got this bucket load of rain and what happened is the, the heads of the wheat were now so heavy and had such a poor root system that they all fell over and died. They lost their whole crop. Our, our root system and how we develop and go deep with God is so vitally important to us. It is the thing, the thing in the drought, apart from the wheat, forget the wheat, the thing in the drought that lasted the longest was those massive big gum trees that had sunk their root system so far down into the, 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 the they got into the artesian basin, uh, like, you know, what, are they, what do you call it, the, the water table. Thank you, Gordon. The water table. Aquifer? We'll go with aquifer. Watering our lives. Paul says this. Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. This is the water. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honourable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of of praise. I'm going to get, um, actually I'm going to ask Gordon, he, he wasn't, oh, I asked Lee to do it, but Lee's absconded on me. Are you able to hand those out? And who else did I ask? Stewie. We've been talking about this at um, leadership, at our leadership meetings. Um, and we really do believe that you will do best in your life when you are absolutely planted in a place and this place if you're here bloom where you are planted we're giving out some information sheets this might seem a funny thing to do in a in a sermon but it's a very practical way of getting connected in church on the front there you've got um i'm interested in learning about you can put your name and whatever there. I'm interested in learning about the fundamentals of Jesus. We had 30 people have done Christianity Explained. 30 people. Isn't that fantastic, Thea? I think you should massive pat on the back for that. And the youth, 30 people in the youth and whatnot have done Christianity Explained and at TRS and whatnot. It's Christianity Explained. I want to learn more about growing as a Christian, discipleship explained. 
And on the back there, you don't have to fill it in right now, but I'd love you to fill it in before you go and leave it here. And last, on the other side, um, I'm interested in serving in the church. Have a quick squiz. I'm sure I've missed some, but that is a full page of opportunities to serve in this church. Bloom where you are planted was an excellent word from Beth's mum. Because wherever you go, you cannot go where God cannot find you and God cannot bless your life. And you will bloom wherever you are planted. I remember once I had a, a guy who um, was coming to our church and he kept whinging. Every week he'd whinge and whinge and whinge and whinge. And I, I tried to talk to him about changing his attitude. And in the end, I said, why don't you find a church you're happy with? Like, seriously, if it's not here, like, I'd love you to come here. And I'd love this to be a place, this is what I said at our, one of our churches. But if it's not here, maybe God's got somewhere else. And maybe you'll be happy there. Because I really believe you bloom where you are planted. And if you can't be planted here, then find somewhere else. And I don't say that lightly, but I really do believe you bloom where you are planted. And I want everyone here to be planted. And here's my concluding thought. Someone said it earlier. To grow good fruit in our lives, you have to eliminate the weeds. To grow good good fruit in your life, you have to eliminate the weeds. I wonder what you would consider the weeds of your life. Anyone? I kind of lost you with the paper thing. That's all right. Alcohol? Did you say alcohol? Yeah. Anyone else? Distractions, like paper being handed out in the middle of a sermon? Yeah. Negative attitudes? Mort, Mort's. Don't repeat that. Okay, I didn't know what it meant. Okay, here we go. Here are the weeds. I'm wrapping up with this. The acts of a sinful nature. This is the passage in its entirety. The acts of a sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality. This is bad fruit. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. And I warn you as I did before, Paul says, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Here's some others the Bible suggests independence and disobedience unintended growing environment that means being undisciplined unwillingness to die to self inadequate and improper feeding and a lack of trust in god and a lack of reliance on him paul goes on to say then but the fruit of the spirit the good fruit love joy peace patience kindness gentleness, faithfulness, 
goodness, and self-control. I want this church to be marked by that fruit. And this church is us. I want the worship team to come back and we're going to just sing I Surrender. I want you to think about your life. If you were to say, am I growing good fruit or am I growing bad fruit, what would you say? I want to ask you, if could you see in your life the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Could others see that in you? I want us to sing now, and I'm going to pray before we sing. I'm going to pray before we sing. God, we come to you right now and I really do want us to develop the good fruit in our lives. We've had enough of doing it on our own. We've had enough of uh, trying to move the immovable mountain. We've tried to produce good fruit in our lives and we have failed because we know that only you produce good fruit in our lives. Only you can remove the weeds. Only you can tend us. Only you can water us. But God, we take responsibility for the soil of our lives and we ask you to water it. We ask you to remove the weeds and the junk that we have allowed to grow, the selfishness, the idolatry and the lack of willingness to submit to you. God, we want good fruit in our lives. We want our families to see good fruit in our lives. We want that to grow and nourish and sustain us and not be that plant that just grows and dies and withers as soon as a little bit of um, resistance comes against us and a little bit of hardship comes. We want to be a strong, healthy, vibrant plant that just can survive any storm of life. Too many of us here, God, are so easily knocked over. God, help us to develop and grow in maturity with you and to to really sink down deep into the things of you. God, we don't want the fruit just for us. We want others to see the fruit of our lives of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control. We want others to see that. And we want others to praise you for what you're doing in our lives. We come to you right now and we surrender. We have tried to do it on our own and we surrender. There are some of us here, God, whose lives right now we have neglected and we are like a desert. We are dry and we are hard We are callous. We do not exhibit love. And so we just need 
you to pour your rain on us and soften us, nourish us. As this team sings, God, every single one of us here, we want to bear good fruit in our lives. And we surrender to you, knowing that it is you who can do it in us and only you. We've tried to do it on our own and we can't do it. So God, we surrender right now. And as we sing, if we need to pray and have time with you, we will do that without any pride or anything holding us back. Nourish us. Help us to produce good fruit.